Welcome to another episode of Reading the Bible, a podcast to help us read the Bible better, but specifically to read it as a community. And so in light of that, we focus on how to read the particular genre of the book that's being preached through at Hope Presbyterian Church. And our goal is that our personal devotional lives would line up with our corporate lives, that the two would inform and enrich the other, that as we're hearing the word preached every Sunday, we're also reading and meditating on it and learning how to understand it on our own as well. And we're starting a new sermon series on the book of Psalms. Now this episode will be less about giving the how-tos for understanding the Psalms, because honestly, more than anything, we just need to be saturated in the Psalms. We need to read them, meditate on them, pray them, sing them, memorize them until they are a part of who we are. Now having said that, if you do want some practical help, please reach out. I'd be more than happy to share some resources with you. But for the most part, we will let the sermons fill in our understanding And today, I will just give you a few reasons, six reasons, why we desperately need the Psalms. So, six reasons we need the Psalms. First, the Psalms show us Jesus. Now, this is true of the whole Bible. All the promises of God find their fulfillment in Jesus. But I think the Psalms is just one of those parts of the Bible that we forget this. We think these are just the prayers of ancient Israel, right? They didn't know who Jesus was, so these are beautiful poetry, but how can they show me Jesus? Well, Jesus himself made this very clear in Luke chapter 24 when he told his disciples that everything written about me in the law, the prophets, and the Psalms must be fulfilled. So from the very mouth of Jesus, every single psalm, just like the rest of all of Scripture, anticipates his coming. And again, please reach out for some resources on how to see Jesus in the psalms. Second, the psalms show us ourselves. John Calvin once said that the psalms are an anatomy of the soul. He said there's not a single emotion that we can experience that we can't find somewhere in the Psalms. It's like a mirror into the depths of who we are. And we're dying to know ourselves. We look for ourselves in our work, in our family, in our personality. And these aren't bad things, but the Psalms are the inspired source of self-knowledge. They can tell us who we really are who we were made to be, what's gone wrong with us and the world, and what vision of the good life we should be striving toward. So they show us ourselves. But third, the Psalms teach us the Bible. There are a few parts of the Bible that are like windows into the entire story of Scripture. The Ten Commandments are like this, and so are the Psalms. Athanasius was a 4th century church leader. He said that the Psalms are an epitome of the whole scriptures. Martin Luther, too, the 16th century reformer, 
said that the Psalms are like a little Bible, and they set out in briefest and most beautiful form all that is to be found in the Bible. So if you want to grow in knowing the overall story of the Bible, and we all should, there's really no better place to start than the Psalms. They're like a shorthand to every promise and every doctrine in the whole Bible. Fourth, the Psalms teach us how to pray. Now this should be obvious. These were Israel's prayer book, and they've been a central part of the church's devotional life throughout the centuries. But I think it's safe to assume that prayer is a struggle for all of us. We struggle to know what to pray. We struggle to, to stay focused in prayer. We tend to just give God a list of things that we want. And we've been given an inspired prayer book. But how many of us use the Psalms for prayer? Dietrich Bonhoeffer, he wrote a little book on the Psalms and how to pray them. And he said this, that just like a child learns to speak by being immersed in their parents' language, in the same way we learn how to pray by being immersed in the Psalms. And this is true because the Psalms are at the same time God's words to us, but also man's prayers back to God. So the Psalms are the perfect training ground to learn how to pray. And in fact, the Lord's Prayer, the prayer that Jesus gave his disciples when they asked him how to pray, is really just a summary of the Psalms. We learn how to adore and praise God. We learn how to confess sin and forgive each other. And we learn how to ask for our needs. And we learn how to move toward the good life in the kingdom of God. Fifth, the Psalms teach us how to live in community. And we really need this. COVID disrupted a lot of our social rhythms, and honestly, we're still fumbling through relationships three years later. And the Psalms, by their very nature, is a communal book. So yes, it did shape the personal, spiritual lives of God's people, but the culture of ancient Israel was much more communal than ours, and they would have thought about their spirituality in light of the community. So think about the Psalms of Ascent, Psalms 120 through 134. These were songs that were sung during the journey up to Jerusalem for various festivals and worship-related things. And this was a long journey. A lot of life happened on the way, and these psalms provided the shape and the substance of life on the way. And it's the same for us. We're on a journey of discipleship, following Jesus, and these songs and prayers in the Psalms should be the air we breathe. They show us how to walk together. And finally, the Psalms teach us how to suffer. More than a third of all the Psalms are what we would call lament Psalms. These are pleas for God to act, asking God where he is praying in the darkness or not knowing how to pray at all being overcome with enemies and watching evil seemingly triumph in the world and i've heard from so many of you recently about some of the most devastating 
things. So how are we to move forward in this broken world? Well, the lament psalms, they give us permission to come before God and ask really bold things like, God, where are you? What are you going to do about this? This is what you've promised in your word, so why are we not seeing that? The laments guide us through the darkness, but also the psalms have this macro movement. So from psalm to psalm, in the details, it can seem like they're all over the place. There's a happy psalm, and then a sad psalm, and then another happy psalm. But over the course of all 150 psalms, they are moving from lament to praise, from suffering to glory. And the last five psalms are filled with praise and adoration. The whole earth is singing the praises of the king, the king who is coming, and when he comes, he will do away with all suffering. So the psalms move us forward in hope. So again, don't focus so much on the perfect method for understanding the psalms. Instead, I encourage you to just make the psalms a regular part of your life. Just get them in. Pray them every day. Read them at dinner with your family or friends. Memorize them. Sing them. Don't stop until the psalms have shaped your heart and your mind. And over time, of course, your understanding of them will grow. But more importantly, your whole life will be shaped by the hope that our King is coming.